Good morning. Let's stand. Thank you for joining us this morning. We welcome you. For those watching online, we welcome you. Thank you for joining. Um, I hope everyone is happy this morning. It is a good day and it's beautiful out, so we should be happy and rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you, Father God. Let's say our vision. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. As some of you already know, we have a photographer in the house today, so um, please praise Q this morning. <laughs> but um, besides the joke. Uh, ignore him in a good way <laughs> and uh, just give you all your attention to God and um, let's just go forward and just praise him this morning Father God we thank you for your presence here Lord we just come before you with gladness in our hearts Father and we just rejoice and praise you this morning Father God we thank you for no distraction this morning Father we cast out any spirit that is does not belong here father god we come against it right now father we proclaim peace right now as we come into your presence and praise you lord thank you that this is the day that you have made and no one can take it away no one can make it a happy day for us lord we just worship you this morning father we just glorify your name Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
worship him this morning. Oh, I worship you, Lord. Come on. Declare his goodness in this house. Oh, we worship, we worship, we worship you, Lord. Oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, Jesus. Come on and tell him. You're worthy, Lord God. You're worthy, Lord God. Oh, oh. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. There is none like you, Jesus. He desires to hear it from you. He desires to hear your worship. He put it on the inside of you, not so that we can keep it to ourselves, but so that we can give it back to him. We worship you, Lord. And so the Father is here. Amen. He is here. His presence is here. And you know, he's the one who meets every need, every desire. Everything that we need is found in Jesus. And that may seem foreign to our brains, but our hearts know that that is true. Because if you once lived the way I did, you know the void, the aching void. You know the struggle. You know the emptiness, the void. But when you have Jesus and when you receive him, he'll come and he'll fill your life. And the word of God says that he's a father who does not withhold any good thing from his children. And so whatever he has is good. He's just waiting to say, for us to say, I want it. I want it what you have for me. Do you want what he has for you this morning? Because it says the God of all hope will fill you with his hope and his peace. Amen? Amen. 
Hallelujah. It says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so you can receive whatever you find in the word of God. You don't have to ask him, is this your will for me? If it's in there, guess what? It's his will for you. He desires that you walk in health and healing and in wholeness. And he's the miracle worker. He'll meet every need, every desire of your heart. Amen. So this morning, if you have a need, you can just raise your hands to the Lord. And when we raise our hands, it's just a sign of surrender. That's what it is. When I raise my hands, I'm just surrendering to a God that's bigger than me. A God who knows more than me. A God who can fix the things that I've ruined in my life. I raise my hands to him and I acknowledge, God, you are bigger. And you know, a child, when they want you to pick them up, they do this. <laughs> Dada, <laughs> mama, pick me up. Well, I put my hand, myself in his hands and in his arms. I just raise my hands to him and say, pick me up, Father God. And it says that he puts our feet on a rock a place of safety, and establishing establishes our goings. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we acknowledge today that you are our heavenly Father, the great and mighty God, and you want to be a part of our lives. You're concerned about everything that concerns us. And so with hands lifted up this morning, Father, you see the need of every single person that's here. Whether it's a spiritual need, a physical need, emotional need, financial need, whatever it is, healing in the body, in the mind, in the heart, broken heart, hurts, disorders, diseases, destructive things, destructive natures, whatever it is. We come against that right now in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood of Jesus over every single one who's listening to my voice at this very moment. And I send the word of healing, wholeness, health, and completeness to you. And I declare that the devil has no place in your life from this day forward. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you'll just relinquish, just let go of those past hurts. Let go of grief this morning. Put it in his hands. Just cast all your cares over on him. And just sense his peace right now in the name of Jesus. Let the peace of God in Jesus' name rule your heart and your mind in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Say, I receive your peace right now. I need it, and I receive it. And I have it right now in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's nothing like the peace of God. Amen? There's nothing like the peace of God. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. We give you honor and glory for everything that you're doing in this house this morning. I thank you, Father God. I give you glory today for it. In Jesus' name.
Now, as we transition, don't transition out of uh, worshiping him because we're going into worship. It might just not look the same. It might not look like we're just all standing and raising our hands to him and praising him, but we're still worshiping him. Amen. Glory to God. Why don't you say hello to the person on your right and your left? If you've never seen them before, introduce yourself to them. Tell them you're happy to see them this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, good morning, church. Um, for those who don't know, my name is Nasha Barton. I'll be giving a church announcements for this week. Um, first on the list is the Kingdom Couples event this upcoming Saturday, September the 18th. We are so excited for this next event. Um, so we're looking forward to having a great time of fellowship and fun with you all. It will be here from 3 to 5. This is open to married couples. This is open to engaged couples, couples that are courting. Or if you're single and you desire to be married, you're welcome to. We're going to have a great time. Food, and it's free. So come on out. If you haven't signed up, there's a sign up on the back table. If you forget to sign up and you wake up on Saturday morning, decide you want to come, still come. The sign up doesn't matter, all right? Our next on the list is our Christmas play. Who's excited about that? I'm so excited. My husband and I signed up. We're looking forward to it. It's going to take place um, on November the 27th. See Patty with, for payments. You can do a payment plan, so do installments, or you can just pay one time of $100. That's the cost per person, okay? This includes the price of the play and gratuity. We're trying to fill the bus up, so there's a lot of spots still left open. Talk to your friends and family, neighbors. It's a good opportunity to get a neighbor in to church in a fun way, and maybe they'll want to come with you to church the next week. Amen. So a great time. We're going to see the Christmas carol, and so I'm looking forward to that. And I think that's everything for the place. See, Patty, if you have any questions in regards to that. Um, next, um, Pastor Maria is asking that all impact team leaders hold September, I mean, I'm sorry, Saturday, October the 23rd, from 8.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. on your calendars. Uh, we will once again be hosting the John Maxwell Live to Lead rebroadcast event. If you went last year, you know it was a great time, a great investment into what God has called us to do. So please mark that on your calendars. Be here. More to come on that. Amen. Amen. One more special announcement. There's a special birthday in the house this morning that we want to recognize. Amen. So as he comes up for the offering, let's just bless him real good this morning. He's a blessing to this house. Let's sing happy birthday on the count of three. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. 
Goodness. I told him he had a gift coming after church. It's not after church, it's during church. So Thanks so much. <laughs> you guys so love to see me cry. Up yeah, there. that's for you. You don't have to open it now. You can oh, open can, it later. I'll put it here. See. Okay. Here, let me present it to you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Appreciate it, everyone. I don't know what happened to that guy. That guy is pretty cute up there. That's many moons ago. You're throwing me off here. Ah, thanks, thanks everyone. I appreciate that. A um, few things I want to talk about. She, gave, she said you got 30 seconds up there, so I'm going to talk fast and make it quick. My first thing is about the fellowship group. We went fishing two weeks ago. No, last week, wasn't it? Last Saturday. Uh, time's moving so quick. You guys, like I said, you threw me off with that singing happy birthday, but... Anyway, we had a great time on that fishing trip, and the only downside of that trip was that we had, like, the most perfect weather to be out there. So hopefully next time we go, it's, if not that, close to it, because, I mean, we had the sun come up, not a cloud in the sky. It wasn't too rough out there. A couple times we got a little ro um, rocking and rolling, but nobody got sick, so that's a, that's a plus. One thing I, I mentioned on the boat to a couple of the guys is while we're sitting in the back looking out on the water, I said, what would you do if you saw Jesus walking on the water right now? Because you can talk about things all day long in a building like this, but perspective happens out there. And so when you're out on that boat and there's not that many people around and the land's pretty far away, it looks closer than it is. I'm telling you, you can't make it if you try to swim. But I was like, how many people would step off this boat and, and, and follow him? And we really had to, I had to check myself because I'm not sure. I know I'd have to rub my eyes a few times and see if I needed glasses, but I would step out of that boat and join him. But keep your eyes on him and you won't sink. So guys, one of the things that we, one of the things when we, they had these lines, they were called umbrella lines, and they had multiple uh, bait on them. And when we first were out there and started fishing, we threw those, one, one side had that and the other side had something else going on. I won't get into that because that was kind of a waste of time. But when you started reeling these fish in, once they caught on that line, my shoulder was getting pretty sore. And, I, and I'm looking at the time, and it was like 7 or 7.30 in the morning. I said, how are we going to keep this up all day long? Right, guys? They were all sitting out there like, I don't remember. No, it was tough. And then we decided, uh, they took us to a different spot. And we, we were fishing for a sea bass, which is a lot easier. You just drop the line, and then when you feel a little nibble, you just pull up, right? And then you reel that thing in. But it was a great time, and one of the things that stuck out to me the most that I want to carry over to inside the building and then with everyone else that might be a part of the fellowship going forward, breakfast or whatever events, bowling. Somebody mentioned um, paintball. is encouragement. Whenever somebody had somebody on that fishing line reeling it in, we were like, come on, you can do it. Let's go, Tony. Let's go, Ivan. Gary, he's, he's quiet as a mouse out there. He, but he's there, having an, enjoying himself, having a good time. But we encourage each other, and that's what I want to do. We get closer when we spend time together and bonding. Iron sharpens iron. And so we can help lift each other up in this place 
and whatever we do, and it's just spending time like that together that can bring us closer to, so that we can feel more comfortable with each other and, and say, you know what, I have this issue going on in my life, and I know just the person I can go to because maybe they have teenage kids or maybe they have little ones in diapers or maybe everyone's out of the house and it's just me and the wife and we got this going on. So, guys, we got to keep it up. Let's keep hanging out, getting together and enjoying each other and building each other up. Amen? Now, transitioning to the next thing on my list, and I've been seeing this, nobody's in trouble. I have the task of just putting it out there. It's kind of like a reset, let's reset. We have a check-in system downstairs for the children, so when they get here, they go downstairs, you check them in, you get a sticker, and so that's great. But when after service or during events that we have, like the barbecue we had a couple weeks ago, the kids like to get lost without any supervision. So if we're on that side of the building, guess where the kids are? On this side, coming in and out of the building, and, you know, I'm sure I was doing the same thing when I was at that age. You saw my picture up there, I think, right? Um, so we just got to keep our eyes on the children. This building is not too safe on the outside. It's old, and there's a lot of things that stick up out of the ground or stick up off the building. Could be slippery, um, loose boards. So we just don't want anybody to run around and get hurt. We've had two kids. I've seen both times different... At, one was a Wednesday night and one was a Sunday morning. Fall on their heads coming down these stairs. So we just thank God no one's been seriously hurt, but we have to keep a better eye on our children and we just don't want them running around outside. There's people that can drive really well in the parking lot pulling in and out and people that can't drive too well pulling in and out. So. Please keep in mind, I know kids want to run around and have a good time, and you want them to get their energy out before they get home, but we don't have a playground where they can designate after service that they want to go out there. And the Sunday school teachers and the children's workers that we have, it's not their job outside of the classroom to have to police if a child throws a piece of trash on the floor or is running in the sanctuary or is running around outside. So... If we can be a little more vigilant with that and, and keep these kids in check and let them run around when they get home, that would be appreciated. It's for their safety. Now, moving on. Who's ready to give? We get to give. I look forward to this every Sunday. And it's just, I've, I've had this in my heart, and it's about growth. And I'm not just saying about numbers in this building with people. I'm saying in each ministry, I feel there's growth. Praise and worship team, excellent job. We really appreciate you every Saturday coming in and rehearsing. And those that are involved with that, the sound, I know Mr. Ivan comes in too. And that's, that takes work every Saturday to come in. When we, we could have something that we might think is better, but there's nothing better than serving the Lord. So it's Mission Sunday. Now we support a mission in Cape Verde with Pastor Udrich. It's hard to say his name. If I see it on Facebook, I call him Eureka. But then they tell me, oh, his name's Eric, just like yours. And then when they say Eric, they say Ulrich. So Pastor Ulrich. And they're doing very well over in Cape Verde, the island of Brava, where we, we support that mission. And there's people that aren't affiliated with those pastors of that church, but they say they're doing great work spreading the gospel all around the island. And so that's good. And if you're given to that, they, um, they really appreciate it, and so do we. So I have a 
a thing that I like to talk about and when it comes to the Word of God, and I always need to grow in this, and everything I say up here I work on behind the scenes. And it's about normalizing the Word of God in our lives. Just like when you wake up, how many people wake up in the morning and put the TV on so they can see the news or the weather? Or put a pot of coffee on some of you. They have one of those timers. You put it on at night before you go to bed so when you get up you have that fresh pot of coffee. That's normal. When you don't get that cup of coffee or you don't see the weather, you feel like you're missing something. That's what we got to do with the Word. we got to get it in our hearts and in our mouths. And so if you miss that prayer or meditating on that verse, I'm not saying you got to read the whole Bible whatever time of day you want to do that at night or in the morning. But get in a verse that day and meditate on that. And I'm telling you, it does something on the inside. And if you want to meditate on word that brings prosperity or brings healing or anything that your heart desires and you're disciplined in that, God's going to bless you. Amen? So I do have one scripture. And it's found in 2 Timothy Chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. says, But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the holy scriptures from childhood. I know I've been going to church since I was a child. So. And they give, have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So how can we do every good work? We've got to be faithful in our giving, tithing, that protects our finances and helps grow our relationships and our prosperity in every area of our lives. Amen? So do we have those numbers? Do you have the slide for the... There it is. 75 last week. But I'll let you know, it seems like every other week it dips. And we are still on our goal, I think it was 400 or 450. 400 a week. I'm, I'm raising the bar a little bit, trying to sneak that in there, 450. And so last week we had 900. So we're still getting over what we decided would be a good number to meet. So we are exceeding expectations. And that's what we do in this house, amen? All right. Everyone can stand, please. We'll say our confession. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnished in abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates, and inheritances interests and incomes, rebates and returns. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to bring your offerings up, please. Put them right in the bucket. Glory to God.
as you come, I could tell you uh, to, and to be in prayer, and we'll pray for him here together corporately for Pastor Urik. He is coming here to the States, has some medical things going on, and so we're going to just uh, lift him up this morning. Uh, as we give, we don't only support financially, but we also support in prayer. Amen. That's an important thing because we're not there. We don't see what's going on, but God does. And he knows exactly the need before they even know that a need is coming. And so we'll lift him up and pray uh, for him as well as we pray for the offering this morning. Let me just put this here. Did you have anything else to add? Yeah, I just want to say what I, what I normally say when I, before I leave. Great things happen to us all the time, right? we got to keep Amen. saying that with our words. And I asked her on the way into church this morning, I said, hey, do we have any mail in our mailbox? Because one of the <laughs> things that we like to do is say, checks in the mail, checks right? Checks in the mail. And even if we get bills that one day, don't let yourself be discouraged. Just say, hey, the check's coming tomorrow. So every time you go to that mailbox, and that's Unexpected one of the things that I like to do income. is checks in the mail. Amen. Checks in the mail. And it happens. It's already happened to us multiple times. Multiple. So, multiple. Thank you. We thank God. That's not bragging on us. That's bragging on God. Amen. So let's pray for the offering and the tithes and offering, and let's uh, agree together for uh, Pastor Uriq as well, okay? Father, we just thank you for the opportunity that we have to give. We thank you that we don't, we don't have to do it. We get to do it, and our hearts are engaged in our giving. And we know that when we give cheerfully, that you love a cheerful giver. And so we thank you, Father. We look at this as an investment in the kingdom of God. And it, we're not throwing money away, but we are investing in the kingdom. And I thank you, Father, that this is good soil, good ground, and that it produces a harvest. We speak multiplication to our households in the name of Jesus. We give you thanks and glory for the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich and adds no painful toil with it. We thank you that we are living in the day of rest, in Jesus' name. And Father, we lift up Pastor Urik to you this morning. We thank you, Father, that you see him, you see what's wrong, you see the things that he needs assistance with as he travels here to the U.S. We thank you for safety and, and provision, and we thank you, Father, that the, the doctors will know exactly what they need to do and that you'll order their hands and their steps and that everything will be all right in Jesus' name. We thank you that he is healed and whole by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for that agreement this morning. Thank you, Mr. Eric. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I know I talked to a few people who are new with us this morning, so I just want to acknowledge them. And, you know, we have Guillermo and his wife with us, too. It's an honor to have them with us in service this morning. Uh, if you don't know, uh, he has worked on our website. If you've not gone to our new website, FHFCMA, we're still tweaking some things, uh, but it's just, a, it's just a breath of fresh air to go there from the old one. <laughs> and so if you, you want to see the comparison, go to the old one, and then you'll see he's just bre uh, breathed new life into it. We'll continue. We're doing this today so we can have some current pictures. People could see who we are as a community, a faith community. And so I just thank him and his wife for being with us. If this is also your first time here, would you just please raise your hand so we can acknowledge you this morning. God bless you today. God bless you. God bless you. The ushers uh, probably put a, a packet in your hands. Uh, if you fill that out uh, and you get that to them, they have a gift for you before you leave this morning. Amen. Bless the Lord. Well, we're going to get into the word for a few minutes here. 
Uh, on Wednesday evening, I, I'm, I'll ask that you come and be a part of service. We're going to spend some time in praise and worship and prayer. And so come and be a part of that. Uh, and it, it really goes along with this series that we're doing because uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And the Holy Spirit has these gifts, uh, but to know these gifts, we've got to be well acquainted with the source of these gifts. Amen? So Wednesday will be an opportunity for you to come and to be a part of a service where we're getting more acquainted with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And so we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and his gifts. This is part seven. So if you've missed anything, you could go online. You can go on our website that I just talked about on our Facebook page or on YouTube. You can watch it there and catch up. The objective of this series is to increase our level of awareness and expectation for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's to get us real hungry for the things of the Spirit. It's to, to increase our hunger for the things of the Spirit and, and to expect it because God wants every Christian to function in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So let's look again at our foundation passage for this series, which is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually Three words there, as he wills, okay? We've been talking about the category of gifts called the revelatory gifts or the gifts that reveal or show something. The gifts in this category are the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. When any of these three gifts manifest through someone, there is a revelation from heaven of certain facts that the person could not know by way of their physical senses. Something is revealed or seen or shown. We've talked about the gift of the word of wisdom, and we said it's a fragment, a fragment of special insight given by the Holy Spirit concerning the divine plan and purpose of God. And it always speaks to the future, the word of wisdom. And then last week we talked about the gift of the word of knowledge, which is a supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts in the mind of God. And it's a fragment of insight into the past or present. So word of wisdom, a fragment of insight into the future, 
the word of knowledge, a fragment of insight, of facts, knowledge, facts, into the past or present. And we gave some examples about both. So you can go back and listen to that if you want to hear the examples that we gave from uh, current times and also the word of God. Today, we are going to talk about the gift of discerning of spirits, which we read in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I think this one for me, and talking to people and, and through my lifetime, this is one of the gifts that has been misunderstood and misrepresented. I think uh, this is one of the gifts that I've seen um, error in. And so I think the best way to start is what this gift is not. A lot of times we can learn what something is by knowing what it's not. And so the gift of, the, of discerning of spirits is not a, some kind of metaphysical operation. It's not mind reading. In fact, it has nothing to do with the realm of the mind. Amen. Nothing. It has no relationship to what's natural. Remember, these are gifts of the spirit. It's not an intuition. That's not what the discerning of spirits is. You will hear some people say, I have the gift of discernment. There is no such gift in the word of God. Most of the time when someone says, I have the gift of discernment, sometimes they're operating in the gift of the word of knowledge. They know some things. Uh, and, and, and when I was young, I heard people uh, talk about the gift of discerning of spirits, and you probably have heard this, and automatically my mind would go to demonic stuff. <laughs> discerning of evil spirits. That's what this gift is about. Well, that's part of it, but to say that that's what it's about is misleading and would be wrong. That's not what it is all about. This is about discerning of spirits, both good and bad. I like what Lester Summerall said. He said, this is not the gift of suspicion, <laughs> where we suspect that someone has something wrong with him. No, this is not the gift. This is not the gift of fault finding. Again, in Matthew chapter 7, it tells us, judge not, lest ye be judged, right? And so this is not the gift of, let me find out what's going on. I have a premonition and an intuition. That Sister Susie has this going on with. No, that's not what this gift is. That's not discerning of spirits at all. You don't need the Holy Spirit for that. We can make up our own stuff for that, right? You don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you what you think someone else is doing. That's not what this is about. Uh, there is no such gift. In fact, that goes against the Bible where it talks about not judging. This is not about discerning a person's character. That's not what discerning of spirits is. Discerning someone's character. That's not what it is. It's not discerning of people or things. It is a discerning of spirits. So let's look at what it is. Now I'll give you a very detailed definition and then I'll give you a very simple one. So it's a supernatural revealing or discerning of spiritual forces that otherwise cannot be naturally discerned. But a simple way to say it is the divine ability to see the presence or activity of a spirit that motivates a human being, whether good 
or bad, whether good or bad. When this gift manifests, the individual gets a glimpse into the spirit world, or we say the spirit realm. Remember, we talked about supernatural. Don't get all woo and mystical on me now. We talked about it. You'll have to go back and listen to the first message. When, we, when I said, when you talk about supernatural, everybody goes, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, people get real, real crazy when, they, when we talk about supernatural. It's a real thing. The spirit realm is just as real, if not more real, than the realm that we're living in. We just can't see it with our physical eyes. We just can't see it. It's more real. And so uh, it's a discerning of uh, the spirit that motivates a human being, whether good or bad, presence, activity. And so it's like the curtain is pulled back just for an instant, and that individual can see when this manifests. That person, uh, that individual can see. This manifestation is not on a person. It's not about the person. It's about the spirit. And it's, that's why it's different than the word of wisdom or word of knowledge. Usually word of knowledge is I call you up and I say this to you, maybe about your past and present, this is what you're going through, and then here's what, I, you know, what God is showing me. When this manifests, it's not something I can turn on and off, or, nor can you. But when, this, uh, when the gifts of the Spirit operate, it may happen that way. Okay, so I know some things that I do not know about you, uh, but God shows you that, and then he says, but, but your future is bright, or whatever he has to say. That's word of knowledge, and it's about him. When discerning of spirit manifests, it's not. Now, it could be about something that is, is hindering him or something that is hindering a nation, but it's not, it's not about him. <laughs> it's about what's behind the curtain, what's behind, what's operating in that spirit realm. We said last week that there is always a purpose for anything that God does. Uh, and so there is a purpose for these gifts. In fact, we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The church profits or benefits when this gift of discerning of spirits is in operation. Remember, any time God gives us something, it's good, it's a plus, not a minus. We talked about that a few weeks ago. There will always be a profit and a benefit. When I say profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, and benefit behind it. When the gift of discerning of spirits manifests, it can produce a real spirit of security against false doctrines and lies in the church. It can, it can build that security. It can enable the church to choose proper men and women to fulfill their ministries within the church. This gift is one that every pastor and leader should covet. Paul told us to covet these gifts earnestly. Because think about the job of a pastor. The job of the pastor and a leader is to select individuals to put in leadership positions. I would want to know what spirit that person has <laughs> or is operating under. A, a pastor or leader's job is also to lead the congregation through sometimes some very difficult challenges. You need discerning of spirits for that purpose. That can be very helpful. So, can you see how this gift benefits the church? Can you see how it benefits? 
There are also some pastors and leaders who currently are and have led people astray, led them in the wrong way, or are into some activities that are not honoring God, but nobody knows. Well, can you see how this gift can help with that? Hallelujah. This gift can help us become that church that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 27. A church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing when those things are revealed. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. This gift could benefit the encounter team as they go out into the community. This gift can benefit the prayer team, and it has. They've been in prayer about this region, and God has showed them some things. The curtain pulled back just for an instant. The, the influence, the spiritual influence that has been in this area. Not a good spiritual influence in the town of Dighton. And so what does that do? The prayer team goes, oh, it's not a good spirit, and that's it, and then goes home? No. Goes, go have a sandwich? No. <laughs> it's to take care of it. To take care of it. Because then we have the help of the Holy Spirit that says, okay, this is the spirit that's been operating here. Lots of fortune telling, lots of all of those kind of things, that spirit, the demonic spirit, they can take authority over that. Why? Because God put us here. So he's equipped us and given us gifts to help us serve this community, help us set this community free. Well, that discernment, that discerning of spirits is a help to us. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. There's a purpose for it. Before we look at a few examples in the Bible, I do feel the need to remind us of something, especially as we talk about these gifts and when I talked about fault finding and suspicion. Remember the two foundations that these gifts of the Spirit are laid on. They are laid upon love and unity. Unity and love. That's how these gifts operate. That's why we're not seeing the gifts of the Spirit operate how that we have in the past, but we're not seeing them operate as frequently because there's a lack of love and unity in the body of Christ, even today as we stand here. There's a lack of it. There's a lack of unity and love in the world. But I'm more concerned about the church. Because <laughs> if we, the church, can't get it right, <laughs> and we've been empowered to love and be in unity, how much more the world? And so it starts in the house of God. And so if we don't have these two foundations in place, you can see how people could be hurt, how mistrust, you know, all of that can come up. And so love and unity are the keys for these gifts to be in operation. Remember, these are gifts of the Holy Spirit, not our gifts. We all were born with gifts and talents from God within us. We have gifts that God has put on the inside of each and every one of us. These are not it. These are gifts of the Holy Spirit that he distributes as he wills. These are not our gifts and talents that we own. These are his to distribute, okay? And so uh, these gifts come from one source, the Holy Spirit. He chooses who he operates in and at what time. And you might say, well, I thought God is no respecter of persons. And you said God wants every Christian to function in the gifts. Absolutely. 
He's no respecter of persons, and he wants every Christian to function in these gifts. Why do some people function in them more than others? Because they esteem these gifts. They're spending time with the source of these gifts more than others do. They've learned how these gifts operate. They're not ignorant of them. They covet these gifts as it tells us to in the word of God. They make space and they make room for them. And so they see it operate frequently. I told you about the minister that I knew, that we'd go to the meeting. In fact, she was supposed to be here when the hurricane, two weeks ago, when we had, or two or three weeks ago, when we had the hurricane and they had to cancel. But she was supposed to be in town. And so when I hear she's coming to town, I go, oh, the gifts of the Spirit are going to be in operation. I go expecting them. So I go expecting them, my friend goes expecting them, he goes expecting them, she goes expecting them, she's made herself available to them, she's spent time in the presence of the Lord, she's one with the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and has made room and made herself available to be used. And guess what? They manifest every time. And it is a blessing working of miracles. How many of you love to see miracles in operation? Amen. Amen. Working of miracles. Amen. Hallelujah. There was a, I told you about the scars. I heard another story this week about uh, a pastor was uh, a youth pastor, had a bunch of youth together and they were having a service and uh, they had a baptism and they went and a lot of the kids again involved in cutting. And so they went into the water. When they came up out of the water, even the scars on their arms were gone. Amen. Working of miracles. And that's healings because that's not just healing within. That's even healing scars that the doctor's like, yeah, no, those aren't going away. There's your reminder right there of what your life amounts to. No, 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 not as far as Jesus is concerned. Our past can't hold us back from the future that he has planned for us. They cannot. And so he'll even take those scars away. Amen? I love these gifts. We need these gifts to function in the church. So uh, there must be unity and love, and we make space and room for him to move. And he will. It's as he wills. He will. He spoke, uh, Paul, uh, in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, talked about love. Right after, right after he talked about all these gifts of the Spirit, he spent a great amount of time talking about love. The love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, comes right after these gifts. Why? Because that is one of the foundations for the gifts of the Spirit. So let's keep this in mind as we just look at a couple examples from the Word of God. Let's look at one that did uh, reveal demonic activities. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 18. This is just an example uh, one example in the word of God. One day as we were going down to the place of prayer, this is Acts 16, verse 16 to 18, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and instantly it left her. Now you say, wait a minute, that was free advertisements for his travel and ministry over there. She was over there telling the truth. She was saying, hey, these men 
are servants of the Most High God, and they've come to get y'all saved. And they were like, woo, free advertising, free advertising. Kept going on day after day after day after day <laughs> until the curtain was pulled back and Paul said, wait a minute, wrong spirit. Because guess what? The devil knows how to quote scripture. We see it in the word of God when he tempted Jesus. He quoted scripture. Did he not give his angels charge over you, lest you dash your foot against the stone? Sound familiar? Psalm 91? Yeah, he quotes scripture. So we've got to discern. Is that him? So Paul, the curtain was put, pushed aside, and he saw for an instant, nope, wrong spirit. He called that spirit to come out of her. He didn't speak to her. He spoke to that spirit and said, go, <laughs> leave us alone. And she was fine after that. She was just, she was fine. She couldn't make any more money for the people who had her enslaved. And so in this case, this woman was freed from the power of the devil because of discerning of spirits. Uh, now, one thing I should say is that all of us Christians have the Holy Spirit within us, right? And we have what we can call a knowing. We have the inward witness within us. It's a mom's best friend. It's a dad's best friend. It wasn't my best friend growing up because she, she had it. <laughs> he used to tell on me all the time. I thought I got away with stuff and I'd come home and she's like, where were you today? The minute she asked that question, I knew she knew where I was, right? My sister would go, where were we at? I'm like, shut up. She knows where we are. He told her. He told her where we were. <laughs> and my sister would go on and on with our story that we had come up with. And I'm like, she already knows. We can't tell her if we tell her, she already knows. And so the Holy Spirit was her best friend and the inward witness. The number one way that God leads us as his children is through a knowing on the inside. The inward witness, we call it. It's a still small voice, you know, when you're out and about somewhere and you're sensing, no, I shouldn't be here. This doesn't feel right. No, mm -mm. I need to go home. Or when you're listening to a message and it's like, this is good. Or when you're listening to a message and you're like, mm, I don't know about that. Well, that's the inward witness. Different than discernment, but we all have that. That's we have on the inside of us. So when we get to really get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit, that comes in handy as parents. That comes in handy as employers, <laughs> business owners. That comes in handy as employees. You think that came in handy on 9-11 back in 2021, where many people did not go to work when they were supposed to. In 2001, what did I say? Oh, not 2021. Oh, that's, that's, that's this year. 2001, it's been so long. On 9-11-2001, there was an individual who had a little child, and he wanted to stop at the bakery on the way to school. And the father kept saying, no, we're not stopping on the bakery. Oh, I want a donut. I want a donut. I want a donut. The father was like, no. But he felt like, mm, let's just get him a donut. All right, let me get him a donut. He didn't know why he was pulled to that bakery. While he was in that bakery and doing that, it took time, so it made him late to work, and he was not in that building when that plane hit, when plane number one hit or when number two hit. Many people called in that day. They didn't know why, but just, I don't know. Just 
some, I know something. We all have a knowing on the inside. And the more time we spend with the Holy Spirit, the sharper that knowing will be. The sharper, the, the more keen will be to listening to him. And so we have that. That's separate from discerning of spirits. But we all have that available to us and should be operating with that inward witness on a daily basis. That's how we stay in step with the Holy Spirit. And that's how we get around a lot of problems if we had listened. A little boy was telling his father they were getting ready to go on a trip. He was a musician and very well known back in the 80s. And he kept saying, okay, we're going. And the, father said, the son said, I don't want you to leave, Daddy. I don't think you should leave. And oh, no, yes, but we have this trip planned. Daddy, you shouldn't go. Daddy, don't go. You shouldn't go. And he thought the son was just saying he didn't listen. The son was listening, but he didn't listen. The son was only about six years old. And uh, his plane crashed that day. He never made it back home to his son. The son had a knowing, couldn't articulate it, but just was, Daddy, no, no, no. But they were rushing. They rushed, rush, rush, rush. And the wife, that she did not, she said, I kind of felt like he shouldn't go either. But we were rushing around to get him there. Didn't say anything. Just let him go. So a life, inward witness is so important. It can save our lives. It could save our lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We'll wrap up here. Uh, let's see. So Romans 8.14 says, uh, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, and I add daughters, of God. They are sons and daughters. So that is the number one way we are led, different from the discerning of spirits. Another manifestation of discerning of spirits is the story of Ananias and Sapphira. In Acts chapter 5, they said all the right things. Uh, when they brought the money to the disciples, they said all the right things. They brought it to Peter, stood in front of him, Ananias said, oh, yep, this is all the money that we did. God pulled back the curtain. Peter saw that they were lying to the Holy Spirit, not just to them, to the Holy Spirit. And so what happened? <laughs> Ananias fell dead, dragged him out. Wife comes later, and she's like, where's my husband? Just coming in to look and see if everything is good. Yeah, so asked the same question, and she's like, she should have known. That should have been a sign. He didn't come home. Where is he? They're all kind of looking at her to see what her answer is going to be, kind of like I was with my mom when she said, where were you? Like, oh, thank God that I didn't die. <laughs> thank God that he has mercy on us, right? What happened to her? Dropped dead. Lied to the Holy Spirit. Out she went. Two people taken out in one day because they lied to the Holy Spirit. But Peter saw that in the Spirit. He saw it in the Spirit. And so uh, that helped to save the church and, and was a teaching, <laughs> teachable moment. Because if I saw that happen, I'd think twice about lying to the Holy Spirit, wouldn't you? <laughs> teachable moment. All right, Jesus operated in this gift at various times in his life. He operated. Uh, they would ask him a question. It all sounded good, but he was like, hmm, you don't know of what spirit you're of right now. And so he, he was able to know what the spirit was behind the question, discerning of spirits. We see it manifest in Exodus chapter 33 and verse 20 to 23 when God put Moses in the cleft of the rock and he said, you can't see me with your spirit, your physical eyes, but I will put you in the cleft of the rock protected and I'll pass and you'll see the backside of me as I go. Uh, Moses saw into the spirit realm discerning of spirit. That was for a good thing. Uh, John, in the book of Revelation, the apostle John, he saw 
he had a vision and he saw into the spirit realm and he saw the seven aspects of the spirit of God. We just read that in our daily Bible reading. He saw that. So there's a number of discerning of spirits. Stephen, when they were stoning him, he saw into the spirit realm and saw Jesus standing discerning of spirits. There are quite a few instances where we see this gift manifest in both the Old and the New Testament. I've seen it operate a few times in my lifetime. Like I said, with mom, not only did she uh, operate with the inward witness, that was her best friend, uh, but she also discerning of spirits several times where we thought, something's not right but we didn't know what it was you know when with the situation but she says I'm telling you right now do, 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 you know and she said it saved us a lot of heartache when we listened to her when we didn't well we had some things to work through <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but uh so God will it, it's as the spirit wills and a lot of times you'll see discerning of spirits manifest when it has to uh, when it relates to a large body of people like when it's going to save a church, save a nation, save, you know, yeah, in, in your personal lives and people's lives, but really when it's going to affect a whole, you know what I mean? It's going to affect, and some of these things that it's happened would have affected the church and, and started to affect the church had we not uh, been smart enough uh, to, to listen. And so there's always a purpose for it. The discerning of spirits, it's been given to the church for our benefit and profit. And again, we need to spend time with the source in order to see these gifts manifest in this church and not just through us. Yeah, I covet these gifts. I'd love for them to manifest through me, but I love to see them manifest through others and to just be next to them, you know, just to be a part of it, to see what God does in someone's life when he uses the gifts of the spirit and how it works through them. I tell you, it's a wonderful thing. When I was talking about the individual that I love going to her meetings. I love going to her meetings. because, And she's a very humble person. And she'll just get up and she'll just, God bless you today. And then she'll just, can you stand? And you're like, oh, no, it's happening. <laughs> if you didn't do the right thing yesterday. But usually when you're, you know, you, you've done your inventory before you went, did I cuss? No. Did I cut someone off? No. <laughs> Did I love my husband? Did I say anything? Okay, all right, I'm good. Lord, I repent. Then you walk in, you sit down. When she goes, you're like, <laughs> something's good coming. Something's good coming. And it always confirms with what God is already doing in you. That's when you sit on the edge of your seat and you're like, anything, anything? And not, don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. But the gifts of the Spirit, wonderful operations of the gifts of the Spirit, working of miracles, gifts of healings. A miracle is, is you know, limbs, limbs growing back. Uh, a person that I know, uh, Christopher Allen, he's a missionary. He goes to Tanzania a lot. Uh, and he, he'll, if you're not friends with him on Facebook, friend him on Facebook. If you want to get your expectation up for working of miracles or gifts of healings, follow him 